Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This is how Will started up for you. It's Super Bowl Media Day, Super Bowl Media Week, one unlike any other. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Brady did say, fellas, yesterday that essentially, look, I mean, I'm used to going out there. I'm going to put words in his mouth. I'm used to going out there at Media Day. And uh, in past years, I've had a woman in a wedding dress come propose to me. I've had all of these things sort of happen. So to sit there in an empty room and to just answer these questions, a truly different experience in Tom's 10th media day. We're going to get to the most important thing he said probably in just a second. But good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. I'm thawed out now, as you can tell. I'm not as cold as I was walking in. It was it's you know, shoveling snow out the driveway is not fun. It's trying to get your car maneuvering and doing that sort of stuff. Icy slide and you go left, the car go right. Ah, not fun at all, Jay. So wait, you shoveled your own driveway? I had to. How else was I going to get out? I don't know. You told me, you told me before uh, the to first do- day that I shoveled that I shouldn't shovel my own driveway. Yeah, but you live in a different type of area than me. So <laughs> I had to. And then on top of that, the... You know, I guess they push all the ice, uh, the snow up, and so it created this this uh, barrier that blocked kind of like my driveway entrance. And it was probably two and a half, three feet high. I'm sitting there. I'm looking. I did all the stuff to get out of the damn driveway. Then, <laughs> then the thing was there, too. But I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. So then I had to park the car, get out, go around the front, shovel the tires, go to the back, try to move it again. Didn't work. Get out of the car. Shovel the back. I mean, it was just like I was Mr. Bean at that moment. I was just sitting there. Somebody's joking with me and playing around. Then I finally just put it in reverse and just tried to gun it (laughs) to the point where I got stuck for a little bit. Then I went forward, gunned it. It was an experience. It's like that scene from Austin Powers, Key, where he just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's an experience. Speaking of Austin Powers, you're into that English humor. You dropped a Mr. Bean. In the pre-show meeting, you dropped a (laughs) Benny Hill. I don't know how many people listening know who (laughs) Benny Hill is at this point. I will say this. One of the things when you walk, what road do you take to get here? I'm not asking people to GPS your house or anything. I take the bridge. I come over the bridge. Oh, the Brooklyn Bridge. So I go over the FDR. So I walk, but I walk underneath it. Because it's cold and it's actually a sad state of affairs. There's actually a lot of homeless people that live Slippery down there. Too, huh? Wow. Because yeah. it's just it's the only place you can get cover. It's really bad. But when you're walking underneath it, when somebody's in the right lane or the left lane, the spillage comes over. Oh, from up top. Mm. Yes. Oh, oh. So you're walking underneath to protect yourself from the elements. But if somebody's like in the extreme right lane going forty five miles an hour, <laughs> all of it falls right down. Or when it's raining, the same thing. I, can't have, what a, I, I would can be only hot. imagine if that happened, you know, where the spillage comes over. You're like, oh, some big puddle. No, that's not that's not it. Not at all. And by the way, the uh, FDR is purple. Have you seen that? No. It's when purple? Drive, it's purple. Why? I haven't seen it. This, the street itself, like the, the barricades, the metal, the concrete, everything is purple. Is that, is that for people to be able to see? I'm not sure. It's all, right now it's all white, obviously, but, it, but it's just crazy. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Um Saw one car here on the work walk today. One car. Yeah, it wasn't very many. It wasn't very many vehicles on the road at all. Um, it'll be over with soon, though. It is, as you said. Everything is back to normal. The first two places I called to get food yesterday, believe it or not, both open. That just goes to tell you, like in New York, like no matter how much happens, we'll deliver. Let's deliver this from Tom Brady. Start the day. Brought to you by Indeed. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed.com/slash/credit. 
Tom Brady has obviously said he wants to play to the age of 45. He's got a two-year deal that'll take him to 45 years old. But just a reminder, George Blanda, I know before your time, played 26 years in the NFL, the longest that anyone's ever played in the league in the history of the league. He was a quarterback and a kicker, so it could be done at an advanced age, and he played it way back in the day. Isn't that funny, though? George Blanda's before my time, but I have... Uh, in my mind, I I know who I want to know that played before my time. Like, I know who George Blanda is mm-hmm. because it's Oakland, it's L.A., you know, that whole Raider deal. So I know him, even though it was before my time. Indeed. Tom Brady, his time is up. Not really. It looks like he could go way beyond 45. We'll get the fellas' thoughts on that. But he says the goal was 45. The goal has now been stretched. I would definitely consider that. And, you know, again, I think, again, it's a physical sport. And, and uh, just the perspective I have on that is, you know, you never know kind of when, uh, you know, that moment is um, just because it's a contact sport and there's a lot of training that goes into it. Um, and again, it has to be 100 percent commitment from myself to keep doing it. So it's just going to be me continuing to make that commitment to making it part of my year round process to play football and continue my career. This is a little hyperbolic, but I've said this before. I, I honestly believe football is like oxygen to this guy. You can have the TB12 method set up. You can have all your cookbooks and your businesses and all this stuff, your performance centers and all that stuff. Um, football is this guy's life. He's dedicated his life to it. And if you you see people all the time when they retire, they don't have passion. Bear Bryant dropped dead six months after. Bear, I mean, I'm, I'm no, not I know, too morbid. I, no, you, he did. I'm just like, geez. Sorry, it's a little early, but Bear no, Bryant basically. I'm, I'm talking about it like that. I'm just like, when you bring it up, I'm like, yeah, that is true. He did. Right? He didn't have coaching in his life, and six months later, he was dead. I don't want to be too morbid about it, but when you have something that you cherish that dearly, whether you're making millions of dollars or not, if you can continue to do it, why not just continue to do it? Well, you do. And, and I, I tell people this all the time, Zubin. I say, as long as you don't stop, like, you can go, you, you can go until you run out of gas. As long as you don't stop. When guys retire, then they try to come back two or three years later. They're not going to be the same player. But as long as you stay playing, stay engaged, and stay doing it, you'll be fine. You may not be the guy that you were at 25 years old. Tom Brady at 45, 46, 47 years old is not going to be that same guy at 30. But he's still going to be so effective. I don't see any drop-off right now today in his game. He doesn't show – he's not showing me any slowing down. Like a LeBron James. It's not it, – I don't see anything. And so for Tom to continue to evaluate it on a year-to-year basis, why not? This is, we're not talking about Michael Jordan retiring from the Chicago Bulls and taking three years off and coming back to the Wizards. If Michael Jordan had continued to play, in my opinion, beyond, with the Chicago Bulls instead of taking off those next three years, they probably could have still won one or two more championships with Michael at the helm. But when you retire and you sit around – and you chill for a little bit, even though you're doing some active activities, it's just not the same physically or mentally. Look, I, I like this, guys. Can can Tom Brady play past 45 years old? I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could. He's Tom Brady. His body has been able to do amazing things in the course of his career. Uh, should he do it? Like, can, like, can he do it? Yes. Yeah. Should he do it? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Right? Like, I, I as a fan, I want to see Tom Brady 
have the storybook ending. Now, it's not up to me to write the ending for Tom Brady. It's up to Tom. I hear that. But if he were to beat Patrick Mahomes, if he were to beat Patrick Mahomes and, and win another Super Bowl, win his seventh, his seventh, there's a part of me. I'm not saying he's going to do it. There's a part of me that would love to see Tom Brady right off into the sunset. Or even if he comes back next year, if he wins again, like, I just don't want to see Tom Brady have one of those finishes to his career where he's always injured, he's trying to struggle to get through it. Granted, I don't think that would warp his legacy at all. We will always talk about his greatness. I just don't want to see Tom suffer on his way out if that's through injuries or through the play kind of lacking and not being at the high level it was before. Once yeah. again, I know it's up to Tom, Key. It's not up to me. I'm just saying as a fan how I would love to see Tom right off into the sunset. Yeah, I think I do understand it's not up to you. But – I, look, he's not there yet, though, right? When you look at him, Zubin, when you watch him, he's not there. He's not showing signs of breaking down. If, until he shows signs of breaking down, it's going to be real tough for me to say, hey, Tom, just because you won a Super Bowl, you should just ride off into the sunset and go enjoy your family. I'm not saying that, but look how we talk about Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan wins that Super Bowl, retires. Like You just feel like, oh, okay, like everything's like, boom. But, it wasn't but, like- but what I would say about Mike, Mike balled, but Mike, you could see when Mike was getting a little older. You could kind of see where he was getting a little older. Same thing with Jerome Bettis. You could see it. It was like they don't have much more gas left in the tank. He could Mike could have certainly played, but it wouldn't have been the same Michael Strahan, where Tom Brady's not showing that yet. I think Brady could show that. Then we could say definitively, yeah, he probably needs to take a step out. And what Jay's talking about is the focus of our poll question this morning. What would be more impressive? I'm g- guys, I'm going to slightly modify this just to make it sound a little better. Brady winning two after 40 or Mahomes winning two at 25. He will mm. turn 26 on September 17th. He's famously said a couple days ago, when did you know about Tom Brady? He said September 17th, 1995, when I popped out of the womb. So what would be more impressive? Brady winning two after 40 or Mahomes winning two at 25, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Z on Twitter. On the way, I mentioned it was a very different media day yesterday and throughout the course of the week and every time you talk to everybody in Super Bowl 55. But how different was it from the one and only media day that Key took part in? We've got the visual evidence. Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl MVP. What can you possibly do to top this? Win another one. If they win the title with this offensive line, you could put him in the argument of being the greatest of all time. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Win it back, run it back. And I thought the most instructive comment Ooh. there was the penultimate comment from Mike Lombardi. I mean, one of his offensive linemen, Mitchell Schwartz, one of the best in football, may not be around for this particular game after what's happened this season. Kelechi Assembly had one of the worst injuries you've ever seen to both knees. One of his other offensive uh, linemen is out there in Canada taking care of frontline workers. Pick up the fumble there, Key, real quick. <laughs> landed on the carpet. So it's oh, I got no it. Deal. I got it. But what happened? I dropped my pen. <laughs> I mean, he could be operating without 80% of the offensive line he thought he was going to have at the beginning of the season. Like I said, including a frontline worker instead of standing in front of Pat, actually taking care of people That's in so Canada. Ama- that, Dr. That, Tardif. That, that part is so amazing to me, though. Like, like you know how you, you are impressed with certain people that you run into in life? Like, that's impressive to me. Like, when, you know, when someone says, well, what, you know, what is, like, your heroes? Who do you look up to? Like, that dude right there being a frontline worker saying, you know what? He really is true to his values. It's like, I don't care about playing football. I'd rather do this. Yeah, and remember, the NFL did say if you had an underlying condition, they would actually give you a stock salary. If you just wanted to opt out, they'd give you money. He didn't care about any of that. Yeah, but that wasn't his his deal. His deal wasn't, oh, well, I'm going to get – no, he really genuinely wants to take care of people and make sure that people are healthy. That's impress. That's like really impressive to me. Yeah, big story in the Washington Post over the weekend. If you want to check out more from a tremendous profile on Dr. Tardif, it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So we've been talking a little bit about this morning, media day, how strange it is, the virtual sense of it all. Well, back in the old days when Key played in Super Bowl Jeez, thirty-seven and one and one. Back in the day back when the I was young, days. not a kid anymore. <laughs> He was ready to go. Back then, as you remember, if you're a, like a big-time player like Key, you had like, your own podium. You don't have to think too far back. Like two years ago, you had yeah, your own you podium <laughs> where everybody could just gather around you. They ask you some questions. And I always felt bad for the poor guys like on the practice squad. They'd lay at a table, and like four or five guys would sit <laughs> hey, together. Man. and like, Everybody would walk past hey, them. Man. Do better. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> That's cold-blooded, man. So Key Do had better! His, That's cold-blooded. Nobody wanted to talk to them anyway. So people wanted to talk to Key at Super Bowl 37. A reminder, this was a football game, but if you weren't listening too carefully, you might think it was a boxing match only in America, right? It was in San Diego, after all. No, that's... Oh, it's too early. Brother Keyshawn, what's happening? How you doing? Man? How you doing, man? Don King right here, brother. I'm here for you. I got to ask you right now. You know, this is a major event, but it should be on pay-per-view. You should let me handle it for you. You should be getting more money than you're getting. Let me tell you something. You're the biggest trash talker in the NFL. You're bigger mouth than me. Let me ask you, if I set up a pay-per-view event between you and somebody else in the NFL, battle on the voice boxes, who would it be? I don't know, to be honest with you. Oh, brother, come on. You got to give me something better than I don't know. Come on now. Keyshawn Johnson, you at the Super Bowl, baby. Only in America, baby. I couldn't tell you. I don't box. You ain't got nothing to do with boxing. It's that battle of the voice boxes. You got a nice voice, brother. You look good. You're handsome. Almost I want a nature. Come on, give me something, man. Who would you battle? Who got a bigger mouth than you, man? I have no idea. 
No, no idea. Keyshawn Johnson at the Super Bowl. You need to let me handle your career, baby. You're fine. You're good looking. You should be on all kind of ads, car commercials, soup cans, anything, baby. Don King only in America. Can we get a real reporter? <laughs> I didn't know you're such a wallflower back then. On that day, by well, by the way, Keith, that voice that that sound that voice sounded like you have been kicking it the night before. That's not the typical Keyshawn Johnson voice that I'm used to hearing. Well, I I would say that that week of the Super Bowl, we didn't have curfew until mm. a probably Friday. I think our curfew was Friday. Um, we had a few days that you know allowed us to to hang out and do some things with some friends and family that were in town. Much different than this Super Bowl. But I wasn't falling for the the okie doke there. I mean, I you know, I wasn't trying. Literally, to, was a boxing term. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was kind of weird. You know, you always at media day, you get somebody doing something for a network of some sort. And I and right there, when I saw the guy in the crowd with the whole Don King hookup on, <laughs> I was like, okay, this ain't Halloween. You're not getting ready to come up here and say something to try to get me to say something so now all of a sudden I could be plastered all over newspapers and whatever social media was out there at the time. What was it, MySpace or something like that? (laughs) I'm I'm not doing it. So I just took the, you you know, I know how to deal with the media. So I just took it nice and easy. I actually asked for real reporters at that point. I'm like, can I get some real reporters? Zubin, the best part about the interview is actually the sound we didn't play because at the end he's like, oh, I'm going to follow you everywhere. I'm going to follow you on the field. I'm going to follow you to the locker room. I'm going to follow you to the showers. And Key was like, yo, you ain't following me to the showers. No. You ain't. No, that's not not happening. In that press conference, that media day was early in the morning. So it was probably, I want to say it was probably 8.30, 9 o'clock. It was early. So we probably just came in off to hang it out. You know, we probably just got in a few hours ago and we went straight to the media day. So I'm sure there was a, a, a some some sort of tequila in my system at that time. A lot of people have said they kind of enjoy those questions just so you can kind of let your hair down. Don King would be the hair up, but like you could let your <laughs> hair down yes. a little bit yeah. just because you're, it's, it's a pressure-packed week for even the most cool customer. Like you didn't get a chance to see the – you didn't see the visual on the – you know, because they only showed me – you had to, it was crazy though. Like it might have been, it might have been f- several hundred mm-hmm. media people standing around, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you had young ladies, you had people from different countries asking questions and stuff. I'm sitting here, you know, it was it was one of those dreams that you dream of as a kid because you've seen others do it. Best advice: just lay out some food. That's where the media will just start running towards it with reckless. Cold abandoned. hot dogs yeah. and warm Coca Cola. They'll get away from you in an instant. <laughs> They'll go to that free food. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, the journalist, in some ways, that is dug into Brady more than any other over the last twenty years. He talked about playing to age 45 and beyond. I would definitely consider that. You never know kind of when, you know, that moment is. And again, it has to be 100% commitment from myself to keep doing it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Steven Mahenty here with your Sports Center update. More problems in Major League Baseball with regards to the proper treatment of female reporters. This time, it's the Angels pitching coach Mickey Callaway, who you might remember spent two disastrous years as the manager of the New York Mets. He's been accused of sexual assault. Also used to be the Indians pitching coach. The word is he sent unsolicited messages and photos among other inappropriate and harassing behavior five women in sports media alleging that to the sports website the athletic callaway put out somewhat of a half-hearted statement that addressed the quote general allegations his words mickey callaway is married the chiefs have placed wide receiver demarcus robinson and their backup center daniel kilgore on reserve covid19 list would not preclude them from the super bowl but they do have to test out five consecutive days get negative tests That could get them back on the field, obviously, on the eve of the Super Bowl. And obviously, everybody on both teams is being tested every single day. So it's not just these two guys. Everybody is tested. And we'll be tested after the show because it's Tuesday. And Black History always, every single day this month, we're spotlighting one great moment in African-American history. In our Sports Center update, this one comes from 1984 when Georgetown's John Thompson became the first African-American coach to lead his team, the Hoyas, to the championship when they defeated Houston. You may recall John Thompson passed away back in August at the age of 78, but his son followed him into coaching and did a very, very good job at both Princeton, his alma mater, and it only seems apropos, he coached and followed his father after a couple of different coaches at Georgetown. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Mako. Tax refunds are great for fresh starts, especially in 2021. Refresh your ride with your refund at Mako and make this year one you'll always remember. Head to Mako.com to get a free estimate today. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Key, I would say if there's one thing you can never doubt about Tom Brady, it's his commitment. Whatever you want to say about his game, you could never doubt the commitment. It's Gotta key- be committed. 100%. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're joined this morning on the Goodyear Hotline with a longtime NFL journalist who covered Key back when he was writing for the the Daily News. I remember reading Gary Myers in the Daily News, and now he is most known, at least recently, as the host of The GOAT, the Tom Brady podcast. And it's great to have Gary join us this morning. He was morning. mean to me, though, Zubin. How so? No, nah, Gary was fine. 
Good morning, Gary. How you doing? <laughs> mean to you. Come on, Key. No, you were you, you were, were you you were good to hey, me. Hey, right almost from the beginning you were one of my go to guys in the locker room. No, you were good to me. You were the, you were one of two or three that were good to me. The rest then of Then what me, happened, it took, Gary? Took a turn. What happened <laughs> after that, happened? Gary? Yeah, then what happened? I, I mean no, I mean I I think I was always good to Key. I mean yeah. I always really enjoyed covering him and I was I was upset when they traded him and Key, I, I, you may not remember this, but I mean, I was ripping parcels for, for trading you. I was saying you can't run away from you know the little bit of uh, potential contract problems. You always got to keep your best players. You can't trade your best players, and the, the Jets have always been trading their best players at their first sign of trouble. But I was happy you went to Tampa and got that ring because you know God knows you wouldn't have got it with the Jets. <laughs> Speaking of getting rings, <laughs> what makes Tom Brady? the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, Gary? You know, I, I think he's got that um, – obviously has tremendous ability, but I think what's, what's really set him apart is just the chip on the shoulder that he's carried with him since he sat for the first three years at the University of Michigan. And, you know, it, when I did my book, Brady versus Manning, he, he was so um, – I mean, he was really descriptive about – the, the agony he went through at Michigan having to sit and wait his turn. And then, you know, when he finally got a chance to play his last two years, he was always looking over his shoulder at Drew Henson. And I, I just think that, you know, kind of hardened his resolve. And um, it's just, it strengthens his commitment. I know you guys have talked a lot about Tom's commitment. Um, and he's just such an intense studier, um, his teammates love playing with him. Um, I, I, he's just special. I mean, he's just he's just a special player. And and I know there are a lot of people out there who are tired of Brady. But, you know, I look at it like this. I, I think, you know, football fans just in general really need to embrace what's going on here. I mean, he's 43 years old. And he's playing in his 10th Super Bowl. Michael Jordan was 36 when he won his sixth championship, uh, or 35. And, I mean, this, this guy is eight, eight years older and still playing at an incredibly high level. Uh, I, I just think we're not going to see anything like this again in, in maybe our lifetime. That, that would be true. I'm never sick and tired of watching people win, Gary. When you think about winning, and I told the guys this a week ago, this is the week that the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady conversation comes up, right? The Patriots miss the mm-hmm. playoffs. Belichick, I mean, uh, Tom Brady is now playing in his 10th Super Bowl. How has that conversation been this week about those two? Well, I, I think that the, the momentum in this argument has certainly shifted towards Tom. But, you know, Key, if, if you had asked me in June, one of these of the Patriots and Bucks, if one of them was going to make the Super Bowl and the other wasn't going to make the playoffs, which would it be? And I think it was pretty clear – this was going to be a transition year for New England. Now, I'm not making any excuses for, Bel- for Belichick because he didn't have, have uh, a transition plan in place, which is shocking. And, you know, considering how prepared he is for everything, and, and, and Key, you know that, you know, you were around him for three years with the Jets. Uh, I, I'm just shocked that he went from Brady to basically nothing. But uh, I thought it was fairly predictable that if one of the two was going to have success this year, it would be, Brady because he walked into a ready-made situation there with probably the best skill position players he's ever had other than maybe 2007 
with Randy Moss and Wes Walker in their primes, and, and a really good defense. So they, they were they were a Tom Brady type player away from being a really good team, and, and Tom in four months has changed the narrative in Tampa by changing the culture of that team and changing everybody's perspective of that team. I mean, it's really been pretty amazing. But, you know, overall, I know this is a kind of a cop-out, but, you know, I've asked, been asked a question so many times, was it Brady or Belichick? I really think it was Brady for the last 15 years, but Brady needed Belichick in the first three, four years of his career, first to draft him and then to develop him. But ultimately, I think history will remember that they really needed each other. Gary, we've been having this conversation this morning about the fact that Tom Brady says that he could play up until he's 45 or maybe even surpass 45 years old. I am one of these Mm -hmm. people. I would love to see Tom Brady ride off into the sunset with the storybook ending, winning a championship instead of seeing, you know, potentially the last couple of years of his career, if that's plagued by injury, whatever it may be. How long, realistically, do you think Tom can play this game at a high level? Well, Jay, I, I, I think it's, it's two pretty clear factors that will determine his decision. One, you know, physically, is he healthy? And two, he's going to be the best judge of, of what level he's playing at. And, you know, I talked to Tom's dad last week for my podcast, and I asked him that question, and he said, he, he said he didn't know. He didn't know. But he said that um, Tom has always told him, he goes, Dad, I'm going to play until I suck. <laughs> Which I thought is like, yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, he's, he's going to play until he feels that he, he can't compete, that he's not good enough to compete for a Super Bowl. And I think he's smart enough. He will not hang on. I'm convinced of that. Um, now, he might start off the season and realize – by Thanksgiving, he just can't do it anymore. But I don't think he'll ever go into a season thinking, you know, I'm, I'm squeezing one more year out of, the, out of my career, but I'm not really up for it. I, I don't think he'll put himself in a position ever that he'll embarrass himself. And, you know, based on what we've seen this year, um, the end isn't anywhere close. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any chance whatsoever, especially after what he said yesterday, but I thought this beforehand, there's no chance, win or lose, that he's retiring after Sunday's game and, and walking off like John Elway did. That's just not happening. So considering this uh, Super Bowl is the goat versus the baby goat, we have our poll question, which I think is really interesting, Gary. What would be more impressive, Brady winning two Super Bowls after 40 or Mahomes winning two before he turns 26 years old? Wow. Um, I would have to say winning two after 40. I mean, because, I mean, it's unheard of for a player at this age, especially in such a physically demanding sport, uh, to be playing at such a high level at this age. And Patrick Mahomes is, is great. And if there's anybody who's playing now or, or that we can see coming up through college who might be great in the NFL, but if there's anybody, any quarterback who has a chance to duplicate what, what Brady has done, it's Mahomes. But, you know, even if Patrick wins Sunday, he's still got a long way to go. And um, other quarterbacks, I think Tom probably wasn't much older than Patrick when he won his, his second. I don't think there'll ever be another quarterback that um, has a chance to win two Super Bowls after the age of 40. He's been in more Super Bowl. I mean, he's been in three Super Bowls now – after the age of 40, 
which is as many as Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees combined played in their entire career. Think about that. Three Super Bowls after 40 equals what three of the all-time greats played combined in their entire careers. I mean, that's just amazing stuff. Mm. Gary, let me ask you this real quick. Last week I said on our show that Deshaun Watson, if he landed in New York, that he would be the most talented quarterback to ever play in the tri-state area, going all the way back as far as I can remember to Eli Manning. Never mind the Super Bowl rings. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, if you're going to say ever play in New York, then you, you know you're going back to Joe and and Charlie Connolly and Y.A. Tittle. But I would say in the Super Bowl era, um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's he's incredibly talented. Um, I don't think he's Mahomes. Now, maybe in a better situation, he, he will be Mahomes, but. Um, if Deshaun Watson comes to New York and the Jets don't have to completely empty what they've compiled uh, to this point with draft choices, so they don't have to, um, I mean, that they can be able to put together a good team around him, um, I, I think he would own this city. You know, my concern for the Jets would be with all the draft, you know, they have two ones this year two ones next year. They have two threes this year. If you give up a majority of those picks for Watson, then what's left? He's going to come to the Jets, and they're going to be the Texans. They threw for almost 5,000 yards this year, and they won four games. Obviously, with talent around them, the guy's going to win a lot of games and potentially would win a Super Bowl. But if the Jets give up too much to get him, when they need all those draft choices to build up the team, then I don't know that his situation would be any better than it is in Houston, other than because I'm so prejudiced, he'd be in New York instead of Houston. And, Key, I know that you reap the benefits tremendously, maybe better than any player I've ever known, especially as a rookie, to come in and realize you know, the benefits of playing in, in, this, in this city. And I, I think Watson would just be dynamic here. But I would be concerned for him if the Jets give up too much to get him. I'm still reaping the benefits of playing here. <laughs> I know. Look, you got this, ra- this tremendous radio show. I'm proud of you. You know, Thank I knew you when you're just a pup. You know. Thank you. And Thank you. and uh, you've done great. And but listen, I, I want to tell you this in all honesty. If there's ever been, and I've covered the league for over 40 years, if there was ever a player that is a rookie that I that I thought this guy's going to be tremendous in the media, and I'm not just telling you this that's going to be tremendous in a media career that just got it. I mean, you, you knew how to handle the New York media for the first day, which was a, a tremendous talent. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. You were just a guy that from day one that we all knew, this guy just gets it. And you were a lot of fun to cover. And like I said before, I, I was really disappointed when they traded you because I always enjoy talking to you in the locker room. Thanks a lot, Gary. Don't stay away too long, Zubin. Yes, indeed. Gary, I'm going to put you on the spot here. we got to run, but just if you could ask Tom Brady one question and you knew he'd give you a 100% unfiltered, honest response, even after all the digging you've done, you could ask Brady one question, and I promise you he'd give you a 100% honest answer. What would it be? Is he disappointed he never got to throw the key, Sean? <laughs> no, other way around. Am I disappointed that I never had his left arm to throw to me? Be- you know what I would ask him? I would say, are you disappointed that you never had a personal relationship of any kind 
with a coach that you were with for 20 years and you went to nine Super Bowls and won six, won six championships, are you, are you disappointed it never progressed past a business relationship that you sat and you talked about your family and you talked about your kids and he, he showed you the respect overall that you felt you deserved and didn't feel in year 17 that he had to call you out in team meetings and on the practice field because he felt if he can yell at a guy like that, that he can, no player could ever complain. Do you feel you deserve more than that for him? Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to hear his unfiltered answer to. And then ask him, you know, yeah. whether he's disappointed he never got to throw the key shot. <laughs> right, like Vinny did. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much. It's great to have your perspective this morning, and you can go download that podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Gary, thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having me All on, right, guys. Gary. I enjoyed it. All right. Gary Myers on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go from A to Z and talk about the other big story in sports last night. Okay, so from A to Z, and we start with the NBA. Four fans ejected. They had a little bit of a verbal spat. Oh, I love it. LeBron James as the Lakers end their road trip with the victory 107-99. This, by the way, came in Atlanta. This is LeBron James saying he sort of enjoyed this back and forth. I miss that interaction. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. Um, there was a, 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 you know, a back and forth between two grown men, and then when someone else jumped into it and, and said their piece, um, and it kind of got blown out of proportion. You know, it's just like sometimes on the floor when two guys get into a scuffle, you know, or, or get into a little like jostling, and the refs come and try to break it up really fast, and it looks like it's bigger than what it really is. That's what it pretty much was tonight. But um, the difference. We're on the court and we're not having any alcoholic beverages. Um, so they might have had some alcoholic beverages on the side. So that could have – it made them feel a little tougher than what they really are, I would say. Huh. That's what happens when you have those courtside mojitos, I, I was, Key. I was about to say, I didn't realize they, was, they were courtside. Yeah. yeah. Because most, courtside of the game, most of the games with the fans in, they're several rows back. They're kind of close right no. there. Well, I didn't look, realize that. They're not. Actually, you know, when LeBron, this is the second time this has happened. It happened in Cleveland yes. with an executive that was sitting courtside. Uh, a lot of these states are allowing you know, fans to sit courtside. And here's what I would say. They got removed because they removed their mask. Uh, but I love the fact that can't, fans are actually able to engage in trash talk. And I know LeBron James feels the same way. This is their chance to actually take their competitive thoughts to a different level and allows players to interact with them, which is what we all want. That's what we're missing from live sports and having fans in the arena. Yeah, that's cool, but I don't need them that close to me. Mm-mm. What do you mean you don't need them that close no, to you? No, not right now, man. Go up a few rows, dog. Go up a few rows and you can scream and yell all you want. Well, what they did in Miami, they're having dogs that are actually smelling the scent of COVID, whether you believe that or not. It would be interesting to see what the science says about that. Uh, But they're going through all these different measures to have fans back in the arena. I like having fans back in the arena. I think it's time. No, it's great to have fans back in the arena, but I don't need you sitting courtside, dog. No. Go up a little higher. Yeah, and bottom line, this is a headache for the NBA. If uh, 3,000 fans getting into the building is not worth 
this sort of interaction for LeBron and the negative images the league is going to get. If you're going to put 20,000, let's be honest, the Hawks don't draw a lot of fans, but when somebody like LeBron comes to town, Atlanta's a weird city. It's a pro sports city that's more of a college sports city, but when LeBron or Michael would come to town, the place would fill up. So the Hawks generally don't fill their building anyway, but to me, if you're allowing a handful of people inside the building and the trade-off is having this discussion this morning, it's not worth it for the NBA. Speaking of keeping people close... Right, keeping the fans close to LeBron. The Packers general manager Brian Gutenkust says Aaron Rodgers is our guy, no doubt about it. I don't. I don't think I have to do a lot of assuring him because I think obviously his play speaks for itself. But uh, <sighs> um, I will say this: we're really excited, you know, not only for next year but the years to come. I mean, he's playing at such a high level um, that he always has, and um, I think you know this year was a a special year. It didn't finish like we wanted to finish, but I think. Um, I think everybody's, you know, purely, um, you know, motivated to get back. And um, I, I think, like I said, I don't think there's anything that we have to do. Um, he's uh, he's our quarterback yeah. and he's our leader. They're in damage control mode big time. Absolutely. If they thinking about, if they was even thinking about moving on from that, you, you within the next six years, if you've been thinking about moving on from that, you're a damn fool. That, you're not getting that right there. I don't care. <laughs> That they didn't go to the Super Bowl, you're not finding that guy walking around the streets. You're just not. You're not finding that. So what they need to do is make good, Zubin. You can sit down at the table, break bread. How much do you need? We're going to extend you. Yep. And what players do you want us to go get? Let's let's work together here. Key, have you ever had those moments where something went wrong like with your wife, and you're like, hold on, let me just go get the flowers. Let me go get everything that she loves. I'm just gonna. I we're gonna be better. I, what, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do to make this relationship better? Whatever it is you need me to do, you want me to say please, please, please by James Brown. I'll sing to you. I'll do whatever you need to do to make us continue to go in the right path. Well, I'm not telling you what my conversations are. Jeez, when, I didn't mean no, it would be sarcastic. Jeez. <laughs> I think the other thing, too, is if you give them more money, it's, it's, it's not even like a saving face mechanism because when you have a quarterback that's unhappy, that is probably, as crazy as it sounds in the world of sports, underpaid for what he does. If you were to just say, hey, we want to extend you, the love thing is the love thing. But if you just go out and say, listen, we're going to give you more money, that's because you've earned it, back-to-back NFC Championship game appearances. They can appease and mollify him, which obviously part of this is probably squeezing out an extra few bucks. We get it. But they can do it under the auspices of, I mean, the guy's earned What word did you just use again? Which one? You said, what? Oh, (laughs) under the... You said octopus. What was that? I mean, like under the under the assumption, yeah, right? under the assumption that you've earned this money. So it's not like we're giving this to you to sort of extend an olive branch or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. You've taken us to the brink of the Super Bowl with a head coach that's never been a head coach in each of his first two years. You've earned the money. I don't think yeah. people will buy that, but they could reasonably go to Aaron and say, "All right, bro, you've outperformed it. You've earned it." Yeah, but they, however, they need to get there to, to, to close that gap, extend that olive branch, whatever it is, they need to do it, Zubin. I don't care what it is. Make him the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history by a landslide, extend him out, and then help him bring some players there, Zubin, so that they can go on and try and win another Super Bowl. Wait, you're paying him more than Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. By a landslide? Absolutely. By a landslide? Absolutely. Real money, not funny money. Speaking of, in a landslide, one former Patriot teammate said it was all Tom, not Bill. Wait till you hear this next.